another episode of the Batwoman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts... Mimi. And... Amanda. And, oh boy, do we have a lot for you to talk to you about today. Good lord. <laughs> All the things. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, hmm. we had our, our lovely uh, season premiere, and then uh, proving why we can't have nice things... <laughs> Uh, Ruby Rose has come out with a series of alarming allegations um, against the CW and various castmates. Um, And there have been a lot of thoughts on the internet about this. Um, Some of them were about safety on set. Some of them were about how she was treated. um, Some information about uh, the injury she sustained. um, And just a lot of crap, basically, about the CW. And people are of a lot of minds of these things. Um, and we have we have um we have some thoughts. But um, yeah, this is uh this is wild. And um for the record, when I say we can't have nice things, I don't mean that she should not have come forward with this. I am definitely glad that she came forward because if this is happening, this needs to be called out on. Absolutely. Um, I'm just you know lamenting that <laughs> things can never go smoothly with the show. Yeah, so um, a lot of people are bringing up that she does not have the best history in terms of working with people on set, um, and there was a fairly, mm, I, I don't know how well known it was, but there was at least somewhat of a rumor from the start that she was in fact fired, which has now seemed to have been confirmed. Um, I know I was told that when it happened, but I it was not confirmed at any like point. I didn't have any confirmation for it, so I don't think I repeated it on this podcast. Um, <laughs> other podcasts. <laughs> hard to say. Um, but I think there's a lot of evidence we have, not just from her, but from a lot of other people, that the CW is less than great to its actors and cast. Um, and crew members as well. And I know a lot of her allegations had to do with a crew member allegedly, I think, becoming a quadriplegic um, due to an accident on set, which is super disturbing. Um, and if you look back, there were reports of a crew member being very badly injured. Um, yeah, so. I forgot about that. It was just like a blip on the radar. Yeah. Well, the WB is good at kind of, uh, you know. Burying their ghosts. <laughs> Um, and I also think their reaction to it, um, is very telling, which is to just kind of be like, well, Ruby got fired and here's some allegations that she was hard to work with, but none of their stuff has actually addressed any of the claims that she's making. Um, it just seems like they're just trying to discredit her and kind of distract. Um, and I think, I think that's super telling, um, they're not actually denying anything that she's saying. Um, they're just making it like, well, she's hard to work with. So, and I think honestly, I think there is ample evidence that both of these things are true. I think the CW and the WB have a history of not taking safety seriously. And I mean, Ruby Rose was very badly injured on this show and had to go back to work not long afterwards. 
Um, I know at least in one of the allegations of the story, it was about um, her not coming, being able to come to Comic-Con and how she was portrayed that it had to be like a her decision when it was not. It was something that was forced on her, um, partially because of the injury as well. Um, and she had some feelings about that, which is understandable because I think they kind of made her try to be the face of things that weren't necessarily her fault. Um, and we do have a lot of um, allegations from people in the crew as well. I think there was at least one story published from crew members saying that Ruby was just terrible to them on set. Um, and I mean, I don't think I would be Sunshine and Rainbows to work with if I broke my neck and had to go to back to work 10 days later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest, but that also does not excuse her not being um, not being kind to the cast and crew. I think that is very basic etiquette. Um when you're in an acting space is to appreciate your crew and to, you know, be cognizant of that. But I just don't think that that is evidence that what she's saying is not true. Um, I think it's very possible that she was very difficult to work with and that the WB and the CW were also doing a crappy job in keeping people safe. Um, it was it was also, I kind of picked up on, they were promoing in the, the random crew member uh, that came forward. They, they were promoting he was like the CEO of his, of his own entertainment company, which they gave like a shout out. I was like, hmm. Yeah, That's so convenient. the WB promised him some free promotion from this. I'm like, hmm. And I know Ruby, Ruby said uh, that, you know, she didn't even know who that person was. And I, I believe, you know, the comic book website, when they said they vetted them, and I'm sure, I'm sure they did, but, you know, it's very possible that he was not on set for all that long. So, um, and there's also, you know, Ruby saying like other people aren't going to speak out because there's NDAs and obviously the CW is the whole, the person that holds the power with those NDAs, which means they can accept people from them when they think that they're going to say things that they want them to say, but hold them to other people. So they, they're holding all of the control um, regarding those in their situations. So of course the people that we hear from are going to be those that have good things to say. So those are my thoughts about the allegations against the WB and the CW. Uh, do you guys have thoughts regarding those specifically? I have feelings, not on what you said, but I have feelings if you guys are ready for them. Go for it. Yes. Uh, okay. So like at the gist of all of this, I wish it wasn't timed right after the season three premiere, but also I'm kind of happy it was sorted now versus right beforehand. Cause I feel like if it was beforehand. It would have been bad, not like, you know, the concept of, like, all publicity is good publicity, no, not that all BS. Um, yeah. It would have sucked if we got it right before. It still sucks now, but I'm happy they're finally doing it. Because my brain, my thought process is like, oh, well, they're so very free of NDAs, so Ruby can air all of the dirty laundry that they have. Um, and while I wish it was time different, like, better now than, say, if they tried this during, say, San Diego Comic-Con or any of the convention, you know, like, it would have been yeah. buried then versus now there's the hype of the show which is like sucky for the current cast and crew to be dealing with uh but the the concept of like yeah cool she could be difficult to be working she could be a bitch to work with and all that it makes me think of any time you say say like natalie portman for example everyone's like oh she's so difficult to work with or like when they call out like brie larson and everyone's like oh they're such a bitch it's like nah they're just not dealing with your bs yeah and like like you said before like if i also had like a neck injury and also wasn't allowed to do the convention thing I wanted to do or any of the things that like uh, it just I too would be I literally I had to come into work early today and I warned all my coworkers and they were like you were fine but I was like I'm gonna be so horrible and cranky and they're like you're good <laughs> but like I just it just makes me so frustrated for 
Ruby because they you can tell they want they want to air all the things and I'm happy about some of the stuff they've aired. Not that they went through any of what they're doing, but like air out all that laundry you have on Caroline Dyer's. Please, please, if anything happens from this, I just want to see them gone. Yeah. Because Ruby is a white presenting female woman, and if anything happens using that privilege not privileged but any you know like they're they're in a spot that they can just air out all of the stuff they went through now it's been long enough that they've been off the show that it's an odd time but also makes sense you know it's been enough yes. time <laughs> yes um agreed and ruby also posted some very concerning um emails of organiz of just interactions that she had with the cast and crew that i think further bolster her story um yeah. their story um Those are so that, that is good to note um and yeah, no, like like Mimi said, uh, a lot of other people that have spoken up about the CW treating them badly in the past have been women and people of color um, that are more disadvantaged and their allegations, you know, don't get the same amount of press that Ruby's have has. So I think, you know, I, I'm glad that they are getting press, but I think we need to pick up on allegations you know, of all varying levels of certainty, especially when those allegations involve racism and are coming from people of color, which has been very common in the CW as well. So I think we need to do better about paying attention to all of those things and taking them seriously and just holding holding the CW accountable. You know, even if we do like the shows that they produce, that doesn't mean we can't, you know, um, just be very real with them and being like, hey, you know, this isn't good. We need to stop this and calling them out on their bullshit. So... Also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, wasn't it, like, two or three years ago they, uh, a bunch of the various female presenting, identifying cast members all called out, I can't remember the name of the guy they let go, but they were some director of some kind for, like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, like, that, the reason why that worked was because multiple people were able to all come out at the same time, and I just wish that, for Ruby's sake, it was more than just, like, Duggery and Cameras reacting to them calling out stuff, but then Cameras and them had good email, you know, like, yeah. (sighs) It's yeah. just frustrating. I want I want more people to be able to back Ruby up and not just have Wonder Brothers like unleash random PAs and random people being, yeah, but she's difficult. It's like, yeah, and so we're probably everyone else on the set at some point. They don't yeah. work normal hours. Anyone right. can be difficult to work with. And I, I we're also going to talk about the stuff about um to Grace Scott and cameras. Um, um I, I try not to lean too much into the whole lawyer thing, but it does kind of color my perception when looking at stuff like this. Um, just in that I tend to take a lot of very logic and fact-based approach. Um, regarding the allegations of Doug Grace Scott, I feel like I don't really have enough evidence to make a conclusive um, determination about him. Like, on the one hand, can I see the established white male actor being a dick on season one of an unestablished show? Yes, I can. 100%. <laughs> I can, can totally see that happening. Um, but I, admittedly, I think some of that might just be colored by my dislike for Jacob as a character. Um, I just, you know, these are the only allegations we have against him. I don't, haven't seen, you know, anything else about him being difficult on set. So I'm kind of just setting those aside for now as I don't have enough evidence to make a determination one way or the other. Um, I, I feel differently about the allegations uh, regarding cameras. Um, at, at their most serious, it seemed to be basically that he sent an inconsiderate text message. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's fair to lump that in with all of the other allegations that she was making that were very serious um, that they were making. Um, and I also think, you know, obviously, 
Cameron's is a man of color and he doesn't have the same place. He didn't have the same significance to the show that Ruby had. Um, and I think, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in your old, own drama and bullshit and not see what other people are going through. And, you know, obviously obvious Ruby was really struggling at this time. But, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say Cameron's was being a horrible castmate because he couldn't see that. You know, we don't know what was yeah. going on with him at that time he might have had his own stuff going on and you know he was just blowing off steam so i'm not i'm not super pressed about the allegations against him i don't feel the need to really you know dig into those or you know try to drag him through the mud about those i think you know we we do know that she is hard to work with and we've had plenty of bad reports for that so i think that was just her being petty and i really yeah. wish she didn't include it with the rest of the stuff because it kind of just kind of meh and like, yeah, now he ha- feels like he has to defend himself and it wouldn't really make sense for him to be like, yeah, but the CW is also bad because he feels like he has to defend himself. So it just it puts him in an awkward position, too. So I wish she, they'd kind of just not, you know, um, not gone into that. But. Yeah. Amanda, do you have thoughts? I feel like you guys have pretty much covered it. Um, hope, hopefully they will make some changes. It's kind of interesting that it's happening at the same time as like all of the um strikes are happening in hollywood which are kind of about the same thing so hopefully this kind of fuels the cw to make those changes but yes um like you said we've kind of been through this before so i don't know if they're going to try to brush it under the rug which would suck I mean, that's what's so frustrating. Cause I think I think maybe like two or three years back, I, I I don't remember if the story was that KJ Apa like got into a car crash or he like almost oh, got into a car crash. Yeah, about like the yeah. drivers and like almost the same situation had happened like 15 years prior on Smallville, and like just the fact that like it was all these years later and like Smallville actors were like getting involved and calling them out on their shit because they're like, I cannot believe you're still doing this. So like there is plenty of history of them clearly not learning from their mistakes and just trying to sweep stuff under the rug. So I think we really need to, you know, be on them and not like let, not let this blow over. Um, and I found the email exchanges that Ruby posted very concerning, especially, um, I honestly really sick of Carolyn Dries and how she has played into all of this. Um, so I really hope they make some big changes on the behind the set. I think they they're definitely needed. And you know, like the show is it's a good show and it has a lot of heart. And like the actors should not be having to go through this in order to produce a show like this. You know, they should not have to sacrifice their safety they should not have to deal with inconsiderate people whether that be the cast the crew or whoever else you know like they shouldn't they shouldn't have a hostile work environment just because they want to work in entertainment and want to put on a good show so i think they deserve better and i think we need to be intentional about uh helping them get that i have one last thing it also feels like it's the yearly ah yes the cw did something stupid it's it's, except it's october (laughs) <laughs> it's like we didn't even have that long of a break between shows. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Um, I did want Mark uh, Bickford good one tweet um, about the situation. I did want to address quickly. He said, um, "I'd love to hear your takes on Ruby's comments that they ruined Kate Kane. What do you think she was referring to? Do you all think Kate's character was ruined?" Uh, I, I didn't want to bring that up, but that was like the one thing in her allegations that just did not sit well with me. Like I kind of felt like she was ragging on the new direction and character of the show was right. focused right. on. And like, there's no reason like Javisha 
wasn't even there for this, you don't have to go there, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I can kind of, I can see her kind of just being petty and having not a good reaction to the show, obviously, like, doing well. Um, yeah. Which, to her degree, I think is understandable. To, to some it is, but also, like, but the optics of them getting a black lead and then you being like well they ruined the show like i I don't like that i don't like that at all um i didn't think of it that way (laughs) i am like that was the one comment when i was reading that i was like oh my god like focus on the people who need to hear it you know yeah i mean but also like what i i don't know like you're right she has a very understandable reason to be petty so yeah I just I mean I can kind of see what she's saying in the fact that like Kate got a less than desirable kind of story arc on the show um not at all you know putting down Ryan or the arc that we've had with her which I love I love Ryan that's not a secret um it just it did not feel natural it felt awkward and it's I, th- I think it's unfortunate because we could have had a better story with Kate. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't regret that we have what we have. Um, I do very much like that we ended up there, but you know, th- they could have had a better story with Kate, but they made the choices they did. And, you know, now we have to deal with those. My, my thought on that comment one, I love what both of you guys just said. Uh, thank you, man, for saying that. I didn't think of it that way. My brain read that as like, are you telling me this means she read comics? Does this mean Ruby was actually like reading material and realized she could have been doing more, but wasn't given enough. And also it's a season one of a show and they weren't able to be vocal versus like, say the supernatural cast that was around for 15 years. They could call out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, does this mean you were a secret nerd and that you weren't just the pretty face that they hired? Does this mean you got hyped up to like portray this and you were ready to do more, but then things just kept going south and you just got bitter and angrier and more aggressive and difficult, difficult here, you know, like, uh, and then like, also like, like you said, Rachel, like I am very, like, I'm so freaking happy with how we have Ryan now it's played off really well, but yeah, that was some clunky and relatively sloppy writing in a corner. They put themselves into that. They didn't need to, frankly. Yeah. You know, and like now we have what we have now and I'm enjoying this season so much more after we stumbled around through what they had to deal with for season two yeah because like if she was fired like it seems that she clearly was in this way ah you you can you you lose cast and shows all the freaking time yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Ah. that's it that's it yeah yeah no it's i mean it's a lot obviously the, the show has not gone on a path that anybody has expected i think um but, you know, I think they've dealt with it as best as they could. I, I did find Wallace Day's... I, I found her portrayal of Kate to be enjoyable. I was not super happy with where they left it off, honestly. Um, but I understand that they kind of wanted to close her arc. And I, I think that was the right decision, at least. So. Yeah. I mean, if they were going to do it, I feel like they did the best they could with it. I mean, even though yeah. it still messy yeah but like now with all this information like Mimi said they did kind of back themselves into this corner (laughs) so yeah uh, I just I just 
I kind of just wish, not that we're not getting the season we're getting, I just wish a lot of shows took the pause and just took a pause. Like, I know they obviously all need jobs and money and, like, to support themselves, but I just wish we had a pause on shows for a little bit longer. Yeah. So that the writers' rooms didn't have to be as crunched as they are. And now, like, look at all the strikes going on, like you were saying before, Amanda. Like, so yeah. much stuff is going yeah. on. All these people are so overworked and probably super underpaid to deal yeah. with such chaos. Ah, on to episode two. And it's, like, unnecessary. Like, we have so much content nowadays. It's just, like, you're right. Like, they could slow down. They don't even need to take a break necessarily, but you don't need to be working, like, 16-hour days to get this out, you know? Definitely not. That's the, you know, that's not healthy for anybody. That shouldn't be what we want anybody to be doing, for sure. I just watched the animated Harley trailer before, and it was an animated trailer that was mainly to show you some stills, but it was funny from, like, the DC fandom thing, and they were like, you know, it takes time to animate, and it will happen eventually, and it just, it was cheesy and funny, and I'm like, you took the time to make this, and I'm happy, because it felt like a Toy Story thing, where they'd make bloopers, you know? Yeah. And I just wish more shows did that. (laughs) Just like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did have DC Fandom, right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you covered that you were fantastic oh thank you it was it was fun uh we did a stream we didn't get much about batwoman which was not a surprise um we did we did get um rachel skarsten and Janisha standing next to each other and rachel skarsten is a lot taller than her <laughs> yeah. I, I was like oh that's funny <laughs> um but that was, it was enjoyable. Um, they did, Candace um, got a lot of focus and she did like their breaking news like portions, which I really liked. That was Aww. really cute. So. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. Um, there are a lot of exciting uh, DC films coming out. Some of uh, the shows look really good too. Everyone was raving about Stargirl. So I was like, I need to get back into that for sure. Yeah, that's like my show that I'm just never going to finish for reasons that I don't understand because it's a good show, but I just never remember to finish it. Yeah, I just feel like I have no free time these days. It's just I'm always doing something, so that's valid. I think I watch shows is difficult. My brain just glitched because I remembered we also talked about it last episode, so we get more DC fandom feelings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's what I, was, I was like, did we talk about this? I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> I'm just catching up on the trailers because I'm a slow, slow trailer watcher. Which should we talk about the creepiness of episode two? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> my first feeling, I was like, okay. I was like, I feel like we always get like a super promising premiere. And it, like, gets excited, and then the second episode is just, like, really lackluster. And that's kind of what I felt about this episode. So I was like, uh, Batwoman, why are you doing this to me again? (laughs) I feel like I didn't mind it. Like, I didn't think it was anything particularly special, but I kind of liked, like, the creepy factor. Maybe because I'm just in, like, Halloween mode right now, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I think if they're, they're going to have an episode like this at any time of year, it was definitely the right time of year to have it. I just... I, I'm i not a horror movie person, and it just it gave way too many horror movie vibes for me, so I was just like, mm. Yeah, like, the pool I, scene was definitely out of a slasher movie. <laughs> if, like, if that's what you like, like, sure, I'm I'm happy. It's just, it's just not, not my cup of tea. <laughs> but, uh... I, I forgot it was supposed to be a Killer Croc thing because my brain immediately went Nanawe and then I was like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, wait, no, they already did King Shark with the Flash. Never mind. (laughs) That would have been a twist. 
Yeah. But, yeah. So the, the the villain plots, it just it seems to be like Batman's greatest hits 2.0. <laughs> just like a retake of all of them, which it makes me wonder, which we can get more into this with the uh, preview into next week's episode. But I was like, is Poison Ivy going to be the only one that's actually the original villain? That's I guess. Like, that'd be nice. But also, like, are we just going to get a villain of the week for the next, like, five, five or six episodes? Very possibly. Yeah, that might be it. Just, like, like teasing Poison Ivy the whole time. What, I, what I'm curious about now, because we're, like, what, we're four, three going on, like, four episodes in for, like, next week. Are we going to get the token C to B formula, formula of the first eight episodes just being kind of fun and wacky? And then around, like, episode nine, we'll get to, like, the true plot? Yeah, very possibly. Um, that seems to kind like of... Like if they're going to go back to that formula again? <laughs> yeah. That seems to kind of be what they're doing so far. But... Yeah, I feel I like they tend to do that. The end of this most recent episode seemed like it was playing directly into Poison Ivy, but then the trailer did not necessarily seem like that. Yeah. Like, what, what, what? What? That looks great, but also what? <laughs> yeah, I was confused. <laughs> I don't um, think I saw the trailer. It was, I was kind of confused as to what was going on, honestly, <laughs> but it wasn't super obvious like Poison Ivy, so I guess we'll see where they go with that. But. I just read one of your notes about Ryan. <laughs> right, I, lo- I love Ryan. <laughs> I just, I, I really do. Um, Alice not quite jiving with the team is like, mm, yeah, that's a mood. <laughs> just Ryan being the acting CEO seems like... A weird choice when Mary is right there. <laughs> yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I know Kate passed on the mantle, but I was like, her two best friends, like Mary and Luke, right there? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Mary's at least, like, family, so we right. keeping it in. I like, she's obviously technically not related, but it would be closer to keeping it in the family. Yeah, but like, I understand why they did what they did for plot reasons, and it was just like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't even think of it till you guys pointed that out. And I was like, yeah, no, the plot. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Mary is right there. And Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wacky. but Ryan made a very good first impression on Kate. She was like, CEO, done. Done. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I, I we think had it was data jet meeting. I. Uh, well. I mean, I appreciate that Sophie respected Ryan's choice not to know, but also glad that she told her before she walked into that meeting, because that was definitely necessary information. But I'm also just kind of sad that that decision was taken away from Ryan and she wasn't in control of it, because I appreciated her, like, resolve and her thinking behind it. And now with the most recent episode as well, I just I was just feeling like I was like, you know, I didn't. I didn't want this because I didn't want Ryan to be feeling this way. I wanted her to be confident and happy in herself and not have these feelings. But we ended up with them anyway. I just knocked over my water bottle. Excuse loud crash. Um, so, um, mm. yeah, I agree. It I, kind I of like CW, was very but... cringy when Sophie told her. Like, I know that Sophie kind of was put between a rock and a hard place, but like, I don't know. It felt kind of like when somebody outs you. Yeah, it was not ideal circumstances for sure. And I know it was, I was like, 
she clearly said she didn't want to know, but also, like, it, I think if she had walked into that meeting without an idea, she just would have been extremely confused. And <laughs> like, I, wait a second, who had yeah. what now? <laughs> like, it, just, what? And just have, like, zero context whatsoever, and I don't know if that, like, would have been a good move strategically dealing with Jada Jet. And we didn't really know what she wanted at this point. So, and, you know, like, maybe it was very possible that she was going to walk in there and be like, hi, Ryan, I'm your mom. And <laughs> I could I could see why Sophie would want to give Ryan a heads up on that possibility. So. Yeah. It When I was watching it, it made me think of that, like, writing trick of, like, when you're writing a drama, you got to make sure, like, you got to, like, plan in the commercial breaks. I felt like that was the specific line of, like, no, this is the commercial break line we need to have. Because then they both had really dramatic moments. And then it was, like, commercial. Um, <laughs> and that's all I could think of during that scene. You guys mm-hmm. made it so much properly layered, and I was like, that was clearly there for plot reasons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I, I did know. like that, like, Mary loaned Ryan adorable clothes, though. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> yes, I love that. Ryan being a boss bitch is exactly what I want, yes. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So, they definitely are, they're definitely playing up the Ryan-Sophie vibes, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's just very happy. It's it's everything I needed and everything I wanted and I just I want it all. Yes. Give give me give me the the cute girls. Give me I want the cute girls. <laughs> to be cute together. Yes. And I don't like Jada, but I fully expected that. So. Yeah. I I liked the actress and I liked them more in the dramatic mean ways they were in episode 3 and episode 2. I was like, "Oh, you're here. This is all right." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was just a lot, but yeah, more or less what I expected at this point from that from in that storyline. So, uh, Luke introducing Mary to his dad, and I was like, oh no, I have feelings. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, lots of Luke and Mary feelings this episode. <laughs> oh my goodness, Luke and Mary, so cute. That's what we need. Finally getting the babies. Then we also got the cute scenes of Mary having to be like a doctor and like check Luke out. Yeah. That was so funny. Oh my god. It was all the romance novel tropes that I love. Of just oh, yes. oh yeah, we need your shirt off. Why? You know, we just need your shirt like because reasons. <laughs> I, I love I love Dr. Mary. I do. She's great. She's great. She's radiating I'm a new doctor help energy and it's great. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I love how pressed Alice is about the tracker. <laughs> She's just like really in a mood about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that seems on track. I, well, okay. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it, it seemed on brand for Alice. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then they would go back to the horror movie vibes and the villain plot. And I was like, if they let this child get eaten by Killer Croc 2.0, I'm so done. <laughs> So I was I was glad they did not in fact just let the child get eaten by Killer Clock 2.0. That would have been too dark for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, really? Are we really going there? Apparently. <laughs> glad we're not quite going all the way there. So, yeah. I I did like the weird messed up scene of the dad just appearing out of the like meat locker setup. <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> like. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> that was I. I liked the parenting parallels in this episode. Yes. Um, 
I thought I thought it was good, obviously, with Ryan and her stuff going on with who she just found out is her mom. And they have the little girl's mom trying to find her and Killer Croc, I guess, is dad trying to save him, but being misguided in it. <laughs> and he was he, st- he started out well, but uh, <laughs> kind of went in the wrong direction. Yeah, like, where do you get that cattle prod? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was painful. Amazon, probably. <laughs> But, yeah. Um, I appreciate Ryan clapping back against Alice when Alice is trying to get to her. I'm like, yes, girl. Do your thing. Do it. <laughs> um, I I hope we get more characterization from Renee and actual, like, screen time of her. Because right now they're just basically using her as a plot device and not involving her in the plot. And I don't like it. Um. So I'm hoping we actually get character development for Renee because I like her a lot and I want more of it. So. I want them as part of the bat team properly because yes. if Sophie's not running the crows, they need another like yeah. GCPD-esque type thing. And yes. we have Renee right there looking great and being awesome. Yeah. She needs, yes. she needs to be in with the team as part of the team. I don't want her to just be like a third party on the outside. Plus, we're on season three. The team can continue to grow. That's what all your superhero shows are supposed to do. Your team's supposed to get obnoxiously large. Yes. That, that is, in fact, what is supposed to happen. So. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Killer Croc's dad be really dead. So. <laughs> um, I do like Sophie being the point person in the Batcave, though. I enjoy that. And her being on the comms and talking. I was just like, yeah, I, I like this. I like this. <laughs> And then Alice and the little girl, and I really wanted Alice to save the little girl, and, like, obviously we still need something for Ryan to do, but, like, come on. That was dissatisfying. I just, I felt like it would have been, like, cathartic, I guess, to see Alice save the little girl, but they had to go and do their meh-meh-meh thing, and I was just like, uh... I feel like it could have been a really good character moment for her, so it was kind of meh that they decided not to go there. So. Yeah, I feel like they do that with Alice all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, they do. It's just not, like, ugh. It's just annoying. I'm like, you know, we could we could just do more with their character, but you're choosing not to, and that's annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, the lighting in some of the sewer shots was not great. Um... And obviously, like, that's the point to some degree. But, like, if I can't see what's happening, that kind of cuts against the point. So, just a note. Um, Alice trying to escape. Completely predictable. But uh, I love when it's Batwing to the rescue. And he was great. And, I'm happy yeah. we got that fight, though. That fight was great. That was a good fight. I, I enjoyed it. It was the right amount of chaos, Alice just being a taunting person that she is, and Luke just being like, I'm here for this, and also nano nanotech, yeah, let's do it. Yes, I love that. <laughs> but I want more Renee, just throwing that out there. Would be um, nice. The Ryan-Alice partnership went about as well as expected. Um, yeah, which was fun. I mean, I feel like we kind of knew that going in, and the yeah. dynamic's fun. 
And then we have the scene with Ryan and Jada at the end. And I appreciate that Ryan is taking back control and being a boss bitch and deciding this on her terms. So like, all right, I, I still, you know, I still kind of wish we didn't weren't doing this plot, but I'm, I'm glad that Ryan is, you know, Ryan's not letting on anyone else control what's going on. So I can appreciate that. Sorry, I'm listening. Josie's just staring at me lovingly, and I'm like, yes, Josie. (laughs) (laughs) A good puppy. Okay, so we have a couple tweets and some emails. Uh, New Rachel says, memes aside, Ryan and Jada are interesting so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what the history between Renee and Poison Ivy is like. I hope Alice shows some character growth, and I love Luke and Mary's interactions in this episode so much. Also, I didn't know how to feel about Sophie Ryan in season two, but now I think I might be into it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Going to band camp. (laughs) I don't know how um, I would feel about it, but I am liking it so far. Definitely into it. Um, So I want that. Please give it to me. Please and thank you. Um, But yes, I missed the Ryan um, and Poison Ivy moment in my recap um, where she was looking at the stuff in the lab. Um, I hope we get into that. I think Want that. That, uh, that would be super interesting. So like like I want I want it to be that Renee and Ivy had a thing at some point. She's like, oh, Yeah, I know what it is. That's what I thought that was implied. Oh sure. I, I, yeah, I want that. Please. That is that that needs to be what they give us, absolutely. Like I want it because then I want Ryan, Luke, and Mary and Alice to be like, Excuse me, you did what with the plant lady? And her being like, Don't talk <laughs> about we're not talking about it. Like <laughs> That's what I want. Because <laughs> that's how I view it. They're going to be like, Poison Ivy as in the plant lady. And she's going to be like, no, she's a doctor. Like, I want I want it. <laughs> Someone's already written the fanfic. It's not me. So. Exactly what I need. Thank you. Do you want to uh, take the next tweet? Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Snow Canary uh, at Emily Grace Dev one uh i'm just throwing this out there but i would just love to join y'all at batwoman to talk about the episode for the podcast oh please yes we need that's so sweet yes i missed when i was doing i missed it originally when i was putting the tweets together for the recap so not this episode but i mean you know we'll definitely keep it open you know if you want to uh you want to join us we're we're down yeah um and amanda do you want to do the last tweet Sure, this is from Brian Chufo at Enemy of the Shoe. Uh, Bruce's dad started the entire company and was a doctor, just like Mary. She would have been the more logical choice as acting CEO. Yeah, it's valid. I I hope that Ryan and Mary will, like, swap titles at some point. Well, not swap titles. Ryan's not going to become a doctor. But, like, like, hey, can I become a doctor? Sure. You want to become CEO? That's how that works. Trade ID cards. That's how that works. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got a few emails. Um, I think this is a new person. Um, needy POVs. Yes. <laughs> it's a fun email. Um, they said, "What a fun episode! This one felt more like a season premiere than last week's. It would have worked well, worked better as a mixed, almost two-hour episode of 301 and 302 as one premiere, if that makes sense." Killer Croc looked great. The Mary and Luke scenes was so tense and it was overall so fun. Even Jada and Mary's outfits were the best. 910 in its initial viewing, but it could be 1010 upon rewatching. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Luke and Mary, so much fun and so tense. And Jada and Mary's outfits were amazing. So 
Thank you then, for emailing. That's so cute. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we have a longer email from Mark. If you guys want to split. Yeah, I'll start that. Uh, from Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, hi, I had a few thoughts this week. One, in case you were ever wondered where Robin Givens gets the steel, the steel she portrays in roles like this, recall that this is the woman who ma- who not only married and endured married to Mike Tyson at the height of his boxing career, she also divorced him. Oh, shit. I Simple noise. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, how many points? Uh, five. I'll do the second one, Amanda, then you want to do the rest? Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. Um, two, the clothes Ryan got from Mary for her meetings with Jada Jet definitely bring to mind Supergirl Radio's boardroom or, boardroom or ballroom segment, and they decided they were decidedly not boardroom. <laughs> yes, um, they, they have a fun segment where they look at Lena's uh, often situation appropriate clothing. <laughs> fun. Yes. Uh, number three, the clothes. Is this the same thing? Oh, the clothes Ryan got from Mary for her meetings with Jada Jet also bring to mind some impure thoughts along the lines of, Jesus, what has this woman been hiding under those sweatshirts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number four, after that speech about I was that little girl and her subsequent overly tough love for said little girl, Alice has no soul left at all. Yeah, I hate it. Sorry. Yep. The worst. And uh, number five, Luke and Mary... Mary's medical exam had all the subtlety of a soap opera in Sweeps Month. I don't know what that means because I don't watch soap opera. <laughs> yeah, what does that no, mean? Either. But, um, yeah. I'm still hoping that spoiler will be Luke's OTP, though. Valid. Hmm. Fair. And uh, finally, not regarding the show, but regarding Ruby Rose's recent post, one of her final comments was that the producers ruined Kate Kane. What do you think she meant? Uh, we kind of delved into that. Yeah, but we did that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Um, <laughs> and we have some memes from New Rachel. <laughs> so the first one is um, the guy getting a ball and then the creepy thing behind him. <laughs> This is me enjoying Batwoman season three so far. And then the creepy thing behind him pulling him away is knowing episode five is about Professor Pig. And I had almost Mm. run about that. (laughs) (laughs) So not looking forward to that now. (laughs) (laughs) That other meme, though. That meme is an entire mood. 100%. The, the, The next one's from The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, after one conversation with Jada Jet, chuckles, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely accurate, Valid. actually. Accurate. Uh, and then this is Gordon Ramsay, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it says, Mary and Luke content after two years of waiting, of wondering whether or not they were going to be a thing. And then it says, delicious, finally some good effing food. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, this is, um, John Mulaney. This is Batwoman Killer Croc. No! Suicide Squad Killer Croc. Yeah! And yeah, that, that fits his, his groove a lot better. Um, yeah, I would, I would love that. That's the proper placement for him, for sure. Cat so. <laughs> is meowing at me, so I'm gonna let her out of the room. But. I'm gonna do the next meme. It's one of my favorites. It's the Anakin Padme meme. Um, <laughs> Alice is, uh, Anakin in the situation. Fine, I'm gonna help you. The little girl in the sewer. By carrying me out of here, right? Anakin's blank face. By carrying me out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how that went down. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how that went down. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Going to jump into episode three. 
Um, and we're going to so yeah, so we're going to be recording on Thursday nights from now on. So um, if you want your feedback or memes for in for the show, um, please get them in ASAP. So we will have that for when we record. Um, obviously, this is our first week doing it. So we have a slightly uh, decreased feedback this week, but that's OK. We'll deal with it. Um, yeah. So the episode opens. And I'm like fairly concerned they didn't follow up about the fate of the children on the bus because I was like, are 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 they are they dead? I didn't even Were think of that, Rachel. <laughs> able to get out? I was just like, I would like some clarification, please. I feel like that was super unclear, and I was like, those are children. I'm I am concerned about the children in Gotham. Clearly, <laughs> somebody's got to be, and it clearly is not the Batwoman writers. <laughs> Nah, they're just for the plot, right? You gotta pay attention to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of plot, now I I did not like this. I mean, I did not dislike this episode. I thought it was a fun episode overall, but it was kind of a mess. Um, story wise and plot wise, it was a little bit all over the place. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but it was a little bit all over the place. So, yeah, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> one of Batman's coldest enemies. I was like, okay, we're just doing the puns here, apparently. <laughs> but, um, Brian's talking to Jada again, and for damn right, Ryan is a remarkable young woman. Damn it. Yeah. Thank you. And she did turn out okay. <laughs> but then Ryan is sad and having feelings, and I'm just like, this is all the reasons why I didn't want this storyline. <laughs> Didn't want this, didn't want this, but here we are. The only thing like I liked with this scene was, isn't that when her brother just like burst through all sassy and cool? Yeah, so I think we're talking about this a little bit, but like I did not expect to like her brother, but I kind of do. Um, I expected him to be annoying and a little shit, and (laughs) he's kind of entertaining, so I I like that. Um, It was... Not quite what I was picturing. I'm but, yeah. curious to see how that's going to go. But I liked that. I like that dynamic so far. Because it's going to be like the rebellious kids. And they're like not so evil. Potentially evil mom. <laughs> yeah. No. But as of now Jada is not worth. Not at all worth her time. And I hope Ryan. You know. Stays stays firm in that. Um, but on to the team. And Alice. Um, so Alice seems to think that telling Ryan that her mother is still alive is somehow her trying to get redemption for killing her adopted mother. It's on brand for Alice logic, but yeah, what? Yeah, it is It is on brand. It is 100% on brand for Alice, but it was just like, uh... I mean, I, I guess I could see how she was thinking, like, well, I took away one mom, so I provided another, but, like, I feel like uh-huh. Ryan didn't need this. <laughs> just kind of bringing drama and pain into Ryan's life and I don't I don't like that I I don't like that yeah um but Alice is being sick um and we kind of get into this later but I'm, I'm interested to see how they're playing um Alice's psychosis into this season because they seem to be playing it up more than they have in the past few seasons um in the past few seasons they've kind of been like well, yeah, she's, like, crazy, but she's more, like, evil crazy than crazy crazy, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But they seem to be playing up more of, like, the delusions this uh, 
this time. So I'm interested to see how that is going to add to the plot. Um, and her being sick was an interesting part of that for sure. Um, but I, I would be remiss if I did not make a joke about this being the Noraverse, um, because we have Nora Freeze, Nora Dark, Nora Allen, and Nora West Allen, which is more than we have of pretty much any other name other than Dinah, which we have two of. So, the Noraverse. <laughs> and also, of course, they had to air this episode right after Legends, and they bring up Captain Cold, and I was like, I cannot deal with your Captain Cold jokes right now, okay? Oh. <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> and Wentworth, like, he looked so much more gray, and I was just like, oh, I miss you. Why do I miss you? No. Like, speaking of people that have called the CW out on their bullshit, like... Yes. Wentworth 100% called them out, and I appreciate that he's done with the CW and does not want to put up with them anymore. Totally appreciate that. But also, I miss you. (laughs) I had feelings. Captain Cold is a captain in his heart. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Marquis showing up, and I'm like, okay, does he know this is his sister, or is he going to try to hit on her? Because if it's the second one, he's in for a surprise. (laughs) I'm a lesbian. And your sister. <laughs> Don't think he was expecting that. So I'm 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 glad that he knew though, and Ryan didn't have to uh, break that one to him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like way too many shows try that, and uh, no, yeah, for no, sure. Thank you. Um, I I did think it's it was interesting that he was her older brother because I, I definitely um pictured it as him being the younger brother. But I guess that works with the affair storyline, which is just furthering my conspiracy theory that her father is really Bruce Wayne. Um, I don't actually want that for Ryan, but. <laughs> oh, no, I, re- I hope I hope that's not it. But I no, can see I, it. I, I, don't for, I, I really don't. But like I would I would be amused if that is, in fact, where we're go- they're going with us. But um, I guess her, him being older plays into the, more of the storyline like, oh, well, I guess. Because if he was younger, it'd been like, well, you know, she had her life lit together like later on, but this way it's more like, oh no, she just didn't want her, which is upsetting. Yeah, super upsetting. Thanks for that, CW. Thanks for that. So Mary's doing medical tests on Alice, and Alice is so unhappy. I like their dramatic like gasp moment as they held little lacy gloved hand, like no. And Mary's like, well, now that I'm actually a doctor, I guess I have to figure out what's wrong with you. I'm ethically obligated to. And I was like, Mary, I'm not sure that's how that works. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, no, that's, this is not exactly like a situation where somebody's having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, part of me wonders if they did that just to be like, Mary does care somewhere deep, 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 deep down. Deep down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but they have the comment about dad writing her, and I was like, oh, sad, but also interesting. Interesting. So. But yeah, um, I feel like, um, among other things, the villain plot in this episode was super undeveloped. Um, do, do, do we even know, like, the, did that chick even have a name or anything? No, but I was invested in them. It was just like, <laughs> oh, she's stealing the thing to sell for money. For some boss that we don't know that I guess will play a part later. I hope it's not 
Pig boy? No. <laughs> I don't just, want this. Just knowing our luck, for some reason, he would become a two-part villain. You know, like... What if we just don't review episode five? <laughs> we just skip over that one? We'll be like, and episode six. <laughs> just didn't happen. I just... I don't, I don't think I'm going to have a good time with that one. But... Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I understand it would be difficult to do, like, a 2.0 version of Victor Freeze, but, like, it just felt like they were just kind of copping out and using the the technology as a storyline instead of, like, an actual villain, so I felt like they could have done better there, so, but, meh. Um, I also felt like the relationship between Nora and her sister was kind of underdeveloped, um, they're just, it just felt like a lot of things going on in this episode, and I feel like they could have done better with that, because it was just like, oh, well, she's always been so protective over me, and I want to have my own life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, valid, but, like, I, I feel like we could have expounded upon that a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. The fight scene was good. Um, nice fight choreography. So. I did like that. That was my highlight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, right. The gun was great moments. Loved that. That was peak Ryan Wilder for sure. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan got stuck in the chamber, and I was like, Ryan. <laughs> I was like actually having a lot of feelings about it because I'm just like, oh, Ryan, girl, Ryan. Um, and it would that would have been a great point for Luke to be back up. And I was like, is is Luke there? You're just watching awkwardly, <laughs> and wanting to help. But, yeah. Um, I was amused at how Alice had a knife to Nora's neck, and Nora was like, eh, I'm not bothered. <laughs> that was so funny, that scene. <laughs> Great. That was hysterical. I enjoyed it. So, um, I, I, She seemed... She seemed to be so, like, mad about life that she was, like, practically suicidal, which I don't agree with, but... I can understand that given her life trajectory, she kind of felt trapped by how other people were feeling and wanted to live her own life, which I think is valid and kind of just, you know, live and enjoy what she has. So I like that she used that odd comment to make Mary be like, hey, look at your crazy sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the Sophie and Ryan moment, though, when Ryan was going to pass out and I was like, oh, <laughs> Maybe flirting. <laughs> like I, I, I did not know I wanted this up until this point, but I want this. <laughs> I have developed strong feelings in a short amount of time. They have successfully done this. So it's the yeah. slow burn we didn't know we actually wanted. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like oh, I guess this is yes, this is in fact what I want. So <laughs> more. And Sophie was being so soft, and I was like. Mm. Sophie's off. I love Sophie. <laughs> so. And finally, Luke came to the rescue, and I was like, thank God, Luke. Come on. <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do, I do love the bowing to the rescue scenes. That's. Yes. They are great. Um, but Luke is way too casual about taking the mask off in public. I'm like, dude, we know it's you. It's okay. You, you don't, you don't need to, like, pull your mask up. We, we understand. So my brain keeps glitching whenever he takes his mask off, because I know he's not wearing his glasses under the suit, but I'm also like, 
So are his glasses aesthetic? Um, I mean, like, built into the helmet, he has, like, I don't know, prescription. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'm just curious, you know, like, my brain's like, I can, I can see that. (laughs) Does he have just, like, like, wears contacts when he's in the suit? Oh, that makes more sense, though. That's why I'm just (laughs) imagining him, like, changing into the suit and, like, putting, struggling to put the contacts (laughs) Right? (laughs) Give me the blooper. (laughs) Give it. Yes. But yeah, no, like we were saying, um, yeah, so that's that's one way to lose a tail. But I'm like, I have so much anxiety about driving on ice. I was just like, mm, like cool special effects, but like, mm. <laughs> and I was also just super confused about the villain plot at that point. Like, okay, but what are you the the you left the chamber and. What are, you, what are you doing with that now? And are is there even a point to keeping the sister? Are you just doing it to be evil? I, I just, I had too many questions that I knew were not going to be answered. <laughs> yeah. Bill and Plot could have done better. Yeah, that was kind of a mess. I feel like they were way more focused on other stuff, which, like, is fine. But they were just trying to give us less villain yeah. stuff. I don't know. Yeah, they were trying to do too much in one episode, for sure. Um, yeah. So it just felt kind of scattered all over. But, yeah. Mary and Luke are having slight angst, but, you know, I feel like Mary did the right thing by telling Ryan. I feel like that's something Ryan should be aware of. So. Yeah. They want to help their bro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I still don't want Ryan to be sad. I know that's a super surprising comment. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I, I appreciate that Ryan doesn't want to go into business with Marquise, but I also don't expect this decision regarding them to stick either. So I gave it like two episodes max. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mary is the best person. Um, and she's apparently getting kidnapped by Poison Ivy, who may or may not be our villain for next week. Maybe? Who knows? Oh. Who can say? The trailer <laughs> preview didn't. <laughs> yes. The preview was very unclear as to who would in fact be our villain for next week. The so. only thing I did really like from the tra- the adorable trailer for episode four was that it just mainly had like Ryan and Sophie moments and it was like, Oh yeah, this is my brother. Sophie's my uh and then it was like credit. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's friend? I guess. No. <laughs> I I am looking forward to seeing them pull play that up. So all right, we have three feedback tweets um, from Canadian geek at Craig R. Macdy. He said, I was hoping for a costume villain, a new Mr. Slash Mrs. Freeze with a funky headgear, um, but it was still a fun episode. I think I missed something with Alice being thrown into Arkham, though. Maybe a scene got cut for time. Yeah, I was yeah. super confused about that. I was like, yeah, what? did I miss something? That, that makes me feel better because I thought I was imagining stuff. <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> I think the one scene of it where she was, like, having the bugs on her arm was, like, an, I think that was, like, a dream or something. But, like, I thought she got thrown into the Arkham at the end of last episode. Yeah. Did I imagine that? I think we're supposed to assume she gets thrown back after every, like, solved case. They huh. they just didn't make it very clear. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. They just have not been clear at all about that. So 
Uh, I have questions. <laughs> Mimi, um, you want to do the next tweet? Yeah, Mark Bickford, uh, yeah, Mark tweeted at us, uh, I already sent a long email last week, so I'll just say I'm glad they respected Nora's appearance in Elseworlds instead of ignoring it or playing the that was pre-crisis card. Also, all that Alice is working with the team buildup, and now she's already back in Arkham. I'm glad we're not the only ones that are confused. <laughs> um, and then the last one is from Brian Trufo, Enemy of the Shoe. Uh, the fight scene was cool, and it was satisfying to see Mary change her mind and tell the team about the failsafe in Luke's suit. My wife sat through the entire episode and enjoyed the scene with Mary and Alice, and while doing the medical exam, I probably say this with every episode, but Mary is my favorite character on the show. You can keep saying that. That's a yes. good opinion. Yes. Um, and then also on the subject of the villain next week, he says, I so hope it's the chlorophyll kid from the Legion of Su- Substitute Heroes from the 31st century, but I'm sure I'm wrong. I don't know who that is. Do you guys? Yeah, no, me neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a blank. <laughs> that would certainly be a plot twist. <laughs> Sounds very sciencey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, stay tuned. Who knows? Yeah. But, we don't yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys want to give your socials? Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and NaNoWriMo stuff at uh, MorganScene17. You can find me on Twitter at Peaks and Pages and Instagram at Charmanda. And I am on Twitter at the Rachel. Or no, that's the wrong one. The Rachel Eiley. That'd be interesting. <laughs> at Rachel Eiley, um, E-I-L-E-Y. And on Tumblr at Canary at Law. Um, you can follow the show at That Moon Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, if we get memes from New Rachel or anyone else who wants to send us memes, we will post them on the Twitter page. Um, send us memes. Send us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. You know, we want to hear what you think about the show. We want to hear uh, where you guys are at with everything. So <laughs> like us, don't like us, agree with us, don't agree with us. We want to hear it. Um, and you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Give us some ratings and reviews. would be super appreciated. Follow the entire DCTV podcast network, which features epic podcasts for all of the DCTV shows, as well as uh, the mega feed on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio and Google Play and um, on social media at DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, of course. And DCTV Podcast has a T Public School store with all sorts of cool DCTV slash Arrowverse merchandise. So click on the link in the show notes. And when you buy something through the store, you also help support the Passcasting Network. And yeah, um, we will be back next week with one more episode of stuff that's not Professor Pig to talk to you about. <laughs> and then we will deal with Professor Pig. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.